on three. One, two, three, one, two, four. Three. Yeah. Yeah. What song, when I say one, two, three, what song immediately starts playing in your head? None. Not really? a single song you came to my like mind. You music? You don't no, like music? I, I don't. Yeah, well, I hate music. Huh. That's the problem. Wait, what about for you when I go one, two, one, two, three? Well, hang on. Are you going one, two, one, two, three? Ha! That's like bang, 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 now she was just 17. That's oh, Beatles. Oh, know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. when I go one, two, three, four, I hear ding, 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 Bruce Springsteen. Lo- when wow. I'm lonely, ha! That oh, one. there it is. Yes, wow, yeah. that's... <laughs> Took a while for me to to get the tune. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was perfectly performed. Yeah, that's the boss. It's so weird P- that I perfect. didn't think of that. The boss. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay. And What's your karaoke like to s- song? Huh? Huh? It's usually Frank Sinatra, or I like. Um, oh, you like the ones where you snap. Yeah. Those fingers through my hair. Hey, how are you? Those yeah. right yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, how about you? Or I like. Uh, uh, Power of Love by Huey Lewis. And the oh, News. nice. That's, that's a, a hit. Yeah. yeah, that's a crowd favorite for sure. Yeah. I did uh, karaoke last week and uh, Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. Oh, boy. But I got the uh, the vocals done by my friend, the girl, uh, Amy Lee vocals. Yeah. She did those and then I came in for the, there's nothing inside. <laughs> it really gets people surprised. Right. You do the guttural, like. So who does. Wake me up! Me. You do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's a beautiful duet. Mm, Okay, cool. Well, uh, this week's podcast, do you have anything you'd like to add? I have one joke I want to add. Okay, please. I think we have the part where we talk about the robot, and this guy's concerned that the robot has a soul. Yeah. And so we did this great joke off the air that I didn't get to on the air that, um, can you imagine, oh my gosh, you're so concerned that the robot has a soul, the robot needs to be baptized, but you sprinkle the water on the robot. (laughs) Short circuit and explode. Yeah. So no good. No good. That was a great joke we just didn't get to. Yeah, because the guy was super religious also that's right and that's where it was beautiful yeah, yeah. we were just laughing and laughing off air yeah how Not about you bad. anything you want to add i haven't even listened to this podcast so everything's a surprise to me oh. not much to add but i i went for a run to the other day it was boring i don't i didn't like it but what was no, fun about it, it shocked me you hate running i know i just my boxing coach was like if you want to be a good boxer everyone's got to run and i said oh fuck why don't you get in the pool I can't swim. You cannot swim. I'm not good at swimming. You're I, not. I can survive, but I can't do the overhand. What can is I it teach called? you? Uh, crawl. No, I don't really want it. Uh huh. Uh yeah, I can't crawl. It's le- it's less boring than running. Okay, more fun, better on the joints. Yeah, he was saying that that would be good too. Really? Yeah, I could. Uh, I just like don't want to be an adult learning how to swim. I mean, I can't. I, I should. I should do that. Bicycle. I and I don't like to bike. Why? Uh, I just don't. Nonstop anyway, burpees? I like burpees, actually. Right? Yeah, they're pretty fun. I don't mind a burpee. Um, yeah, so anyway, I went for a run, and I was by uh, Dallas Road, right by the water, and there was this deer um, that was like a teenage deer uh-huh. and was going up to all the dogs that passed by, and there's so many dogs around there. And it, it was trying to play with every single dog that passed wow. by. And humans were like, wait, what? Is it trying to attack? It was like, no, it was just trying to play. Like, it would run around and then, like, kind of like prance about it and like 
yeah, chase little dogs. It was adorable. Wow. Yeah, it was a Bambi moment. I love it. It was that age of deer, like kind of a shaky legged Bambi. Yeah, it was like it was like a teen. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't can't remember to mention this. I uh, moved into my new house this weekend. Oh my gosh! Yeah, congrats. Thank you so much. And I love my new house. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. One of the best things about it is that it backs onto a small park, Mm -hmm. and um, and it's woods. It's all wooded. It's not like just grass and whatever. It's wooded park. My favorite. And I, there is a small concern with me, although, you know, it's like I'm tucked in the city style. I'm like, this, there are highways nearby. There's community and road everywhere. So it's not that, like, wildernessy. But I do have the concern that a deer or a cougar <gasps> will jump the fence and either stomp or murder, like yeah. Freddy Krueger murder with the claws, my dog. Because that's oh. what I do in the morning. I don't look in the yard. I don't do a perimeter check first. Yeah. I just open the door and I go, <gasps> Garçon, allons-y. You have to speak to him oh in French. Gosh. He's a French bulldog. <laughs> allons-y at the place, right? I tell him to go outside yeah. in French and I just, I'm half asleep, right? And he just trundles out to go and take a, a shit. And so I'm concerned that a deer or someone's going to be waiting back there for him and we'll get him. Snatch him up. Well, it's yeah. a good thing you don't have to worry about like the above predators like um, eagles. Why? Gary's got muscles. He's got meat on his bones. He's a little guy, but he's beefy. He is dense. Yeah, I don't think he'd be able to get clawed up by one of those. <sighs> they do some damage to him, but they couldn't probably so? get airborne with him. You're probably right have to about double that. Double up for the birds. Oh, double God. the wingspan. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just get like a chicken wire all the way over your like a little dome in the backyard. On the top. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, can you get those spikes for its like collar, like the cougar-proof spikes? That's actually a good idea. And then he'd be this little dog (laughs) with a huge spiky collar on. He'd look so badass. There you go. Wow, okay. This is great advice. Problem solved. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. Interesting Reddit thread right now on the Victoria subreddit about pet peeves on the BC ferries. It's pretty standard stuff. People leaving their luggage or feet on open seats. Car alarms going off <laughs> on the deck, of course. Yeah. Screaming children and slow walkers. Yeah, but they they sure did miss a few. Like what? Well, I mean, like when you don't see a majestic pot of orcas off the side of the ship. That's, that's a nice bonus, but you can't have that all the time. That's they a pet really peeve for me. About that. Okay. Like when a sea lion flops on the deck and gives you a big old sloppy kiss without asking. That's <laughs> very oddly specific. I don't know if that's ever happened to me, but okay, yeah, sure. And finally, when they don't inflate that water slide off the top deck into the ocean. What's the deal? That's for emergencies, but I agree it would be really fun. So what's the deal? Off the hop there, we were just talking about BC Ferries pet peeves, and I'm, I'm sure everyone has a pet peeve or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love BC Ferries, but I think it's just not its not necessarily about BC Ferries in particular. It's just about, like, people in crowded spaces uh, on a vessel where there's no escape. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Yes. And I think a lot of it would go for, you know, plane rides, things like that as well, just public transportation in general. Yeah. Um, there's the, this list that was put out online, and uh, the one that I really really relate to is uh, that there's actually two lines when you go to the Coastal Cafe. Right. Right. There's the hot food line and that one, oh, it takes a long time to get moving, right? Because everyone (laughs) wants their triple O's. Right. But then you can actually skip that line if you just want the fridge stuff and like a coffee. At least I do. You can? Yes. You could just go into that part where there's not the hot food line. Sure. And then just go to the cashier. I'm only curious and I don't know that because... If I'm in a coastal cafe, yeah. there's no way I'm skipping a triple O's. Oh, 
So I don't think I've ever gotten anything out of the fridge unless it's in addition to a truck. Right. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> all I need is my coffee and that's it. Let me right. through. Oh, that um, makes sense. But then you always get the angry looks. Like, you budged. And you're like, no, I didn't budge. You're in a separate line. But maybe I've been just budging and people don't like that. So no, maybe it, their pet peeve is people who budge to get into the coffee lineup. Right. Which is separate. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Do you have any pet peeves? Zoners in general, do you have any pet peeves? I don't. It's oh, so weird to great. me. I've been so happy to just be on the ferry <laughs> yeah. lately and I've had good luck. Like found a nice place to sit by the window oh. next to a, a charger yes. outlet state, right? That's and great. and then someone nice sits next to me. So like I've had really good experiences lately on the ferry. That's good. Um uh, obviously the yeah, the main one is the the car alarms and the I'm not even gonna yeah, talk about you that. Don't even do. But uh no, but they're also this is uh, goes in hand in hand with this news that they are gonna be offering alcoholic beverages in the Coastal mm-hmm. Cafe coming up in the coming months. So if you do have pet peeves about the ferry, now you can just compound them with pet peeves you have about people drinking around you. Oh, there you go. And then just double down on the peeves. But what lineup do you go in for the drinks? That's a great Ah. question. But one thing that I I would really like to come back, okay, Mm -hmm. that is a bit of a pet peeve that it's still not back. What? Is the Pacific Buffet. Oh, I can't wait for the day. I've never actually experienced it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I want to take you so much now. But now that it's gone, I miss it. It's... It's funny how that happens, right? It's such a magical experience in there because, you know, like sometimes you're on a fair and you're like, let's go already. Uh, Taking forever. In the buffet, time doesn't exist. Mm. It's within a magical bubble outside of space time. Beautiful, yeah. So you just you eat two plates of food and have a nice coffee and then you're there. And you're like, what? How did that happen? Yes. And the mix of food, too, especially for brunch, because you have like the eggs and the sausage Mm. and stuff, but you also have dumplings. Ooh. Yeah. Mix it up. It's like a buffet experience that's tough to find anywhere else. Plus, what a view. Yeah, I can't wait for the comeback. <sighs> for my first ever Pacific buffet experience. Starting January 31st next year, British Columbians, 18 and up, who possess up to two and a half grams of illicit drugs for personal use, will not be arrested or charged, and the drugs will not be seized. This includes opioids, cocaine, methamphetamine, and ecstasy, and follows the province's request for an exemption from Canada's drug laws following a record number of overdose deaths. Here is Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Sheila Malcolmson. The federal government's approval of British Columbia's request to decriminalize people who use drugs is a major step in changing how we view addiction and drug use in British Columbia. It reflects our government's agreement that substance use is a public health issue, not a criminal one. The 2.5 gram exemption limit does fall short of the 4.5 gram limit requested by BC, though. And for hyper local news, there has been a tortoise spotted roaming the streets of Machosan, and it hey. turns out that it's a pet tortoise named Vanu, who has actually become a bit of a local celebrity in Machosan. His home backs onto the Olympic View golf course, and his owner says that Vanu has uh, been found loitering on the course a few times in the past. He's described as a green. Tortoise in his 40s, 10 to 15 pounds, and he likes adventures. Oh, so wow. keep your eyes out for wow. him. I hope to spot him one day. <laughs> that sounds like one feisty feline. I'm saying there's a few good um, 
weather maps going on right now. First, the Weather Network dropped this like hot info about the summer because I think a lot of people are just like, what's the summer going to be like, yeah. right? For places like us that are, we have all this unseasonably cool weather, we're like, are we going to get a summer? Mm-hmm. And for other places across Canada, it sounds like it's already heating up. So they just dropped all this information that, uh, yeah, because of the extra humidity, there's going to be wild thunderstorms going to sweep across much of Canada this summer with really hot temperatures. Here in BC, evidently we're going to get not such a bad summer as last year. Mm-hmm. Really hoping we avoid another heat dome yeah. or a bad heat wave again. We need to avoid some fires this year for sure. I also was looking at a map that shows where ticks are right now. Oh boy. In Vancouver Islands and all around the lower islands. Yeah. Stay out of the tall grass. Oh no. You get bit by a tick, you get Lyme disease. Oof. That's a bad time. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you do to prevent a tick? I don't really know. Stay out of the lot tall grass. Okay, that's it. I think that's one of them. And then if you Bug find spray? a tick, you got to go somewhere. It might be even a doctor to get it removed mm. because if you try and just yank it, ticks do a crazy thing. They burrow. Ah, don't. It's bad. That's scary. It's bad. Well, now I'm never going to go outside again. Thanks, Paul. Make wow. sure to have bug spray, okay? Okay. Wow, you're just dropping all this information about ticks. Bug spray actually does work on ticks. We have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, so um, the BCCDC actually has launched a uh, portal on their website called TikTok. <laughs> right? Nice one. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, yeah, they got a few uh, tick tips. <laughs> if you want to know. Apparently, if you white, if you wear uh, white or light clothing, yeah? that's pretty good. And then oh. also, if you're going, if you are hiking or going through the bush or tall grass or whatever, just tuck your pant legs into your socks, and that helps as well to oh, keep okay. the ticks away. Yeah. Cool. A couple of hot tick tips for you there. I'm afraid I'm going to swear by accident, weirdly. I don't know. Tick's not a swear word, but... Just would slip out, right? Yeah. Could be anything. All right, continuing on with hot TikTok here. Take uh, us in the bug. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's right. The, we were looking at this map, and the, apparently Lower Vancouver Island, rife with ticks. I got this great message in from Nicole who says, ah, ticks are so <laughs> gross. We moved out to the island 2019 from Whistler, never had mm. tick issues there. Now they got ticks all the time. Uh, the do- The cats... That are climbing the trees for fun, and the dogs mm. get ticks often. Oh no! Um, Arbutus trees Uh-oh. apparently harbor ticks. Not Arbutus. Don't Arbutus. betray me like that. The Arbutus that I love so much. Yeah. And then she says, removing ticks from animals is so gross. Oh yeah, bad. It's a tweezer situation. You have to push in around the whole tick head mm-hmm. and pull it out all at once while holding the animal down or cuddling it. Wait, cuddling? Oh, the animal, not the tick. I got it. Okay. <laughs> it's like ticks, like cuddles? You don't cuddle the tick. Wild. Yeah, yes. it's wild getting all these uh, tick updates. Yeah, so stay out of the tall grass. And if you want more, the BCCDC does have a, a whole TikTok page. Now, as long as you're staying out of the tall grass, mm-hmm. you brought something very cool to me that I didn't really know was a trend. So we're going on to lawn talk here. Yes. Um, people were really loving clover lawns. It's becoming this new trend where instead of just regular grass lawns, people are planting clovers or just allowing the clovers to take over, Right. which I hadn't really seen before. But if you look at a clover lawn, it's actually quite beautiful. Yeah. Like it looks very like magical, like you'd see it in a forest. It's very vibrant and it looks good. And there's a whole bunch of benefits to it. Like what? Okay. So um, it's affordable. It chokes out weeds like dandelions. Oh. It just completely like puts them in a chokehold and kills right, them, right. which is great. It's also really good for bees. 
That right there is reason enough to do it, right? Yeah, unless you're allergic to bees and you don't want them around your house. I understand that. Um, it's more affordable and it gives you more chances to find four-leaf clovers. It also attracts leprechauns. Of course. That's the list. <laughs> okay? Yeah, and you know what? Since you even just mentioned it, too, we got a few zoners in here saying that... Uh, they have a, either a patch or they let the clovers kind of go wild yeah, in their yeah. lawn, and it looks really good. And Brian, sorry, you're busy I, over there doing mixtape oh, stuff, okay. but you were just screaming about the clovers. You're like, those stupid clovers on my lawn. Why I didn't say like those them? stupid clovers. I just thought it was like, oh, that's a thing. That's an aesthetic thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it goes beyond aesthetic too, right? There's a bunch of uh, well, yeah. benefits, right? Well, I love uh, actually, oh, who's the... The honey maker in Victoria. They they do this clover honey. Oh. My favorite thing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like it, it improves or changes the taste of the honey? I, it yeah, there's there's different different types of like pollinated honey, I guess. Yeah. Or different types of like wildflowers or clovers and stuff. And I got that clover honey once at the Sandwich Fair. Really good. Oh, wow. that sounds real Great good. To know. Nice. Okay. All right, clover long, give it a whirl. All right. Apparently today is Ghostbusters Day, so we've decided to apply for the official fan club. Yeah, but the oral written exam was pretty intense. All right, eyes on your own paper. First question. If there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Um, oh, gosh, I guess the I'd police, probably I call my mom first. Probably a better answer She's definitely probably on speed dial, so yeah, my mom. Are you... Or ain't you afraid of no ghosts? That's a double negative. Yeah, that's sometimes a, ghosts give me a scare yes. and a startle. Mm-hmm. Huh? I, I would rather mm-hmm. them not be around for sure. All right, final question. Generally, how does Bustin make you feel? Mm, good. Overall uncomfortable. <laughs> I hope we got it. I think we aced it. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> it's my job to be here. And also thanks for releasing your toes and showing me your toes as soon as you came back into the studio. Dude, I had a pretty busy couple of days without you. I think I broke my pinky toe. <laughs> yeah, it looks broken. Yeah, right? I was just kind of walking kind of in a foolish way around the house. Yeah. And then I smacked my toe, my pinky toe on my left foot into the door frame. And I was like, yowcheroo. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. And then I went for a hike shortly afterwards. And I was like, wow, that kind of hurts in my boot. Hurts in the boots. And then I took it off, and it's all busted up, swollen, purple, right? You looked at it. It's yeah, pretty rough, it right? Looks, it's like, it looks like it's deeply bruised. Like b- your bone is bruised or something, or it's just broken. The thing about pinky toes is, though, you can't really do anything about it. Nothing. Nothing. You can't, like, cast it or anything like that. No. Nah. Just don't walk like a fool anymore. <laughs> it's like it. one of my third favorite things to do is I walking know. around like an idiot. Uh, also, here's the other one thing that happened while I was away. Now, I didn't tell this on the radio because I was so embarrassed about it, oh. but on Monday, I was filling in for Dylan in the morning zone, and I had to bring Gary, my dog, with me in here because he had upset tummy. Yeah. And um, while we were talking on the radio, Gary went right beside Jason no. and took the biggest poop I've ever seen in my life. No. Yes. In on the carpet. Yes. How did and you? Jason freaked out, and then I had to like scrub it, and it was bad. What day was this? Monday. Monday. Okay, so if it sounded a little bit frantic, that's why. Yeah. I'm surprised that you didn't bring that to the radio. I'm saving it for this show. Good. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to deal with the smell or the actual situation itself. (laughs) I'm glad you say that now. So clearly I did an okay (laughs) job of scrubbing the rug. Yeah. Welcome back, Paul. (laughs)
I was filling in for the morning zone this week and uh, chatting with Lambo about, oh my God, the caterpillars. And the thing that I was reading was like, yeah, it's a bad year for caterpillars, but mm-hmm. you know, you can spray them. But here's what to do, according to the experts just get them. Just get put em. your gloves on and just get them and just dunk them somewhere or yeah. toss them in the woods if you don't want to kill them or let a bird eat them. Birds love oh, to yeah. eat caterpillars. So just get them. And if they're up in a tree, just saw down them, you know, with like a stick, just whack them until they fall. <laughs> okay. Just get them and take them. It's no big deal. You don't really need to poison them or whatever. Really? You can. But you don't really need to. And it sounds like there's been a development there. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, I've been having a few of these nests in my own tree as Uh well. And then I was looking on Reddit just yesterday. People were like, there's this low, like low flying plane that's coming across Esquimalt, the Royal area. And everyone was wondering what was happening. Well, it turns out that they do these like organized moth sprays like they spray pesticides in certain areas just to make sure that it doesn't get too bad because I have seen full islands completely covered in these caterpillars and they just destroy trees right and then they Mm -hmm. turn into those was it Lymantria moths is what they're called okay yeah and it, it just gets really really bad like you'll look at a tree and the whole thing will just be crawling like it looks like an optical illusion yeah like you're on drugs or something it can get really really bad so on um the government bc website they actually have a full schedule of when these planes are coming by they're going to fly low and like spray pesticides in certain areas so there's going to be another one june 16th overview royal I didn't know that they did this. No, but it makes sense because from what I know about what you can kill caterpillars with, it's perfectly safe for kids, animals, whatever, just as bad for the caterpillars. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a full list. So if you're in the View Royal area and you want to know when it's next, well, it's June 16th. Oh, I'm going to get the kids up early. Come on, kids. (laughs) Let's watch the caterpillar plane. Here it comes. Wave to the pilot, everyone. Let's watch all the caterpillars die. (laughs) Hey, Jen. Thanks for coming over to my house last night for dinner. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Good. I, I hope you got enough to eat. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Like, I thought we were going to have jumbo glizzies, but all you gave me was a, a cocktail wiener. Yeah. Well, it's a, a pretty common thing that's going on right now is, uh, as inflation is hitting, uh, things are just getting smaller. It's called shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Is that why you serve me my beer in a thimble? That's right. I hope you felt kind of cute, like a garden fairy. I felt like Godzilla, but okay. But yeah, that also was shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. And for the salad, it was just a few grains of grass. Was that also shrinkflation? You got it. Now you're catching on. Huh. huh. Shrinkflation. Flation. 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 I always love when our little silly jokes, our skits and bits there, every element of them need to be explained. explained. Well, you had to explain what all these terms were to me before I had to say them. I was like, what the heck is a glizzy? That's how you know what a joke is, is working. I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to get this because I have no idea what a glizzy is. What is so, that? Oh, a glizzy? That's like a new term online for a hot dog. <laughs> If you're, a hot dog. if you're like a glizzy goat, it means you eat good hot dogs. So, like, uh, what's his name? 
the guy at the fair who eats all the hot dogs. Joey Chestnut? Oh, yeah, I love him. He's the glizzy goat. Oh, he is. He's the Tom Brady of hot dogs. He is. He's the glizzy goat. Nice. The other thing is uh, shrinkflation. That's a real term as well. Uh, that is this phenomenon you might be seeing mm-hmm. when you go to the store is that um, as a part of inflation and as companies are trying to like keep costs down and, you know, watch their margins and whatever, things are getting smaller, like packages of things. So, like, one really good... Uh, example is uh, a box of tissues in mm-hmm. uh, North America a few months ago had 65 tissues in it. Now, right. 60 tissues. 60. So just the five makes that huge difference. So they can keep the price the same? Is or, that it? Keep the price the same or maybe the price sneaks up a bit and you get less. Oh. So if you're at the store and you're like, ah, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills about this. It's like, no, you're not. That's a real thing. It's called shrinkflation. shrinkflation. Um, the other... Uh, kind of example of this was uh, like a Gatorade bottle. Uh-huh. They just snatched the waist a little bit. <laughs> they tightened the belt? Yeah, they tightened the belt on that. <laughs> so it's got curves now. You know, from 32 fluid ounces to 28. Yeah, they just in the center. So watch out for that. We call that shrinkflation. Now, Jen, you and I are very good and dear close friends, and so it shouldn't surprise anybody that uh, three, four times a week, one of us will call the other middle of the night to, you know, we're up, night terror, we can't sleep, it's devastating, we're so upset, uh, crying, can't go back to sleep, you know, we need to talk it out with our best friend because seven years ago, Canada got rid of the penny. Yeah, that happens, like clockwork, really. Oh, nope, so, oh, whoops, it's the opposite, neither of us could care any less, I haven't thought about the penny a single (laughs) second since it went away, I'm so glad it's gone, it's Okay, but what about the nickel? Get rid. Are we just getting rid of all money now? Yeah. Um, yeah, there has been a lot of surveys going around being like, is it time to retire the nickel? And it was four in 10 Canadians support the government retiring the nickel just like they did with the penny. Right. How, when, how often do you use nickels? Every time I see a nickel, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like why aren't you a quarter? Go quarter. Idiot. Ah, yeah. idiot. I know. Yeah. So are we moving in that direction? They're saying it's like the same timeline right now as the penny. This is like, you know, just a few oh, years really? ago they did the survey and people were like, no, keep the nickel. What? Oh, my gosh. How yeah. dare you think yeah. about this? And now everyone's like, maybe. Yeah. Huh. Maybe we should retire this. Just extra weight that we're carrying around. Well, okay. A couple of things. Number one, yeah. I carry money with me. I have often yeah. money. Okay. You're a big money guy. I you like, just like to brag that you have the money, you know? I don't use it. Yeah, it is truly. <laughs> so I just take On a, the outside of your wallet? Yeah, I, yes, that's right. I, like I'm like a billfold. I and you know what I like to do is that's jokes funny. with it. I just like bring it out. I'm like, I'll pay you fifty bucks to shut up right, right. now, and then I have the money. It's I just like, peel the fifty. Just off. strictly for power. Strictly clout and jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number one, and I, I even I carry money with me. I don't like money. I don't want it. No one wow. uses money. Everyone uses their cards for everything. It's true. We're all moving to crypto anyway. Yeah, bro, look it up. Decentralized. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing about it, too, okay? Okay. Yeah, who cares about these things? We need to memorialize the beaver on the back of the nickel. Oh, yes. I do really like the beaver. If Me we could too. put up a big shrine to the beaver in every Canadian community, like, you know, remembering the nickel, that would be nice. Yeah, a statue for every city. That would be nice. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Nickel? No, thanks. Anything less than a quarter? Who even needs it? Get rid. Chris is texting in right now that I should check out the big nickel in Sudbury, Ontario. Oh, dude. Are you, 
uh, if you're just joining us, I was born in Sudbury, Ontario. I was born in the shadow, literally, um, of the Big Nickel. Wow, that's incredible. I still want to get rid. <laughs> Today on the Afternoon Zone, we're getting all geared up and making plans for our annual summer solstice party coming up. But of course, tailoring it to this year's extra special weather. Last year, the dress code was tank tops and shorty shorts. This year, it's the biggest coat you own. And there is still going to be a pool party. Yes, but we're skating on the pool. And we'll be serving up our feature cocktail, which is a pumpkin spice espresso martini, a fall classic. Very appropriate. Happy January, everybody. I think we're pretty lucky here on Vancouver Island. I don't want to jinx anything. You know, it's a it's a pretty nightmarish, hellish place to live a lot of the time, Vancouver Island. But one of the things we... <laughs> no, it's the nicest place on planet Earth. It's the paradise. Yeah. And one of the nicest things is that we don't really have to deal with mosquitoes. What? Like we do in the rest of Canada. Oh, my gosh. In the rest of Canada, you think it's bad here? Do you think mosquitoes are bad here? Yeah. I mean, when I go down to the water, my ankles just get destroyed. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jen. Jen, okay. Oh, okay. It's, it's not as bad you, as everywhere else. You go everywhere else, way, way, way worse. Okay. Go to go talk to anybody from Manitoba. They hate their life. Go anywhere oh, no. in northern Ontario. Go even when I went up to Bella Coola two summers ago, we weren't even there yet. Mm-hmm. And we stopped, you know, side of the road to rock one. And we just got out of the truck and it was just like swarms. Like, you, th- it's crazy. It's like you're wearing a suit made out of mosquitoes Whoa. in seconds. It's so bad. So here in Vancouver Island, Yeah. I get it. You get a few mozzies on your ankles at the beach. Okay. It's not nearly as bad. So we're actually kind of blessed. Well, that's good. Um, And it's also kind of a bonus now uh, that I'm learning about this thing that's happening is if you get a mosquito and you slap it, you Uh can send it in the mail to a scientist to do research, which is pretty cool. So you're part of something special, hey? Um, So yeah, this scientist in Whistler is trying to just do some research and track how many diseases mosquitoes carry. So he's asking for the public. Next time you slap a mosquito that's on you, you kill it, just pop it in the mail to him. Right. And then he'll be able to do some research on it. That's right. It's part of the Ow, What Just Bit Me project. That's legitimately (laughs) the name of the project. Yeah, that is. (laughs) Okay. They want you to record the date you slap the mosquito, the location, if you can, using longitude and latitude. It's pretty easy to Google. And uh, an email address uh, because they're going to send you a response about what they found. That's pretty cool. If you want more information about this, we can send it to you. Absolutely. Get involved. Ow, it just bit me. Yeah, pop that mosquito in the mail. How fun. It's nice to see we have tourists again in downtown Victoria. The cruise ships are back. And the other day I was walking around downtown and I was stopped by a couple who were just on the cruise ship. They are from L.A. And it was pouring down rain. L.A. Hey, uh, why did they stop you, I wonder? Um, I was getting in my car and they're like, are you from Canada? I said, (laughs) yes, I'm from Canada. Were you dressed like a Canadian though? I was just coming out of a workout class. Uh So I I don't know. I was wearing shorts in the rain. So yes, I... I did look like a Canadian. Okay, okay. got it, got it, got it. <laughs> and uh, they said, okay, so it's super, super busy out on the water. It's really uh, rough on the water, so our whale excursion got canceled. Yeah. Now we have an hour and a half. It's pouring rain in Victoria, in Canada. What do we do? And I said, oh, my gosh, that is a great question. I said, what do, what do you like to do? Do you like right. drinks? Because there's some breweries that are open, nice sure. patios in the rain, if you'd like. Yeah. But I kind of panicked. I didn't really know where to send them. So I ended up just saying, well, I know a lot of um, people visiting love to go to, like, the Irish pub and the Scottish pub downtown. Right. So that's right. a good place to start. Barton Banker Irish Times, right? There you go. Yeah, that's a tough one because I think I, think I have, like, a half baker's dozen 
ready to go of like uh, things to do outside. Yeah. Because that's what I have my favorite things to do here that, that are touristy. But no, it's true. As soon as you have to lock someone under a roof, where do you, what do you where do? do? You what them? do you recommend to tourists or people new in town or people visiting? Yeah. Right? Because I was thinking Fisherman's Wharf is a go-to for sure. It's such yes. a cool little spot. But yes. if you want to get away from the rain, where do you go? You could do the Skywalk still. You don't An hour ro- and a half they had. No car. Just um, downtown Victoria, okay. right? I mean, yeah, and that specific occasion. But I mean, just mean like in, ja- in raining in general, you can still do the skywalk. It's totally. not that rainy on the boardwalk out to it. And then you're mostly under skywalk for, mm-hmm. you know, until you get to the top rung. But I have this feeling that this is going to happen again, right? People visiting the town on a cruise ship, but they only usually have a couple hours to that's spare. That's right. That's right. So I, I wanted to ask zoners, you know, what what would you say in that situation? So you're thinking like specifically downtown, because yeah, you, that's right. You can't right. leave downtown. What to do out? Oh, you know what? Throw throw an axe. Oh, that would have been perfect. Axe and grind. An escape I, room. I know it's not. I, I know you can do that other places, so it's not like super Victoria specific, but that's yeah. still very fun. Yeah, but it just made me think. I'm like, I need to have a roster of things for people who are visiting mm-hmm. off of the cruise ships. Like, they're going to be asking locals, "What do we do in this town for fun for a couple hours?" You know. Yeah. So I thought we could ask zoners, and then everyone can like jot this down if you're ever in town. <laughs> you know. Well, and we don't really think of it, but zoners did come at us with the kind of the old classic standbys, the bugs. Right. Miniature world. Miniature world. I never think of those things. I don't think I've actually even been in either of those things. Oh, you got it. I haven't been to the miniature world, but that's on my birthday wish list. I really want to go. Why? It just looks like such a wholesome time. Yeah. I've only heard amazing things. Yeah. It looks incredible. I know. It does kind of look cute to me, too. It's fun when things are real small. Yeah, I like small things. Okay. Okay. Okay, then we got some other uh, texts coming in from Chris that said the haunted mini golf. I haven't tried that either, but that would be a good time. It's actually haunted? Yeah, they released some ghosts in there. Jill says the board game cafe, right? Interactive, yes. very Victoria. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. Uh, someone said uh, the Robert Bateman Gallery. Okay. That's actually a great <laughs> call. There's some really cool, like, uh, you know, what's that What's that alley? And then it has... Uh, Fantan Alley? Not Fantan Alley. Oh, maybe it is. Someone will text in. With the, there's a nice gallery there, too, with, like, sculpture and local art and things. That's a really good one. Cool. <laughs> Brock says the BC Wax Museum. <laughs> Just send them on a hunt for a thing that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you can't go there. <laughs> we have a few people telling us uh, that the IMAX is actually a great thing to go do downtown. Yeah. Because those movies are often not that long. Right. And there's often some really good ones that kind of show off the nature of Vancouver Island. So if you can't go out and enjoy it because it's raining, you can't get out of town. You can at least watch it on a big screen. There you go. Trounce Alley has quasars also. Oh, that yeah. That would be a good duh, one, too. Of course. Good call. Wow. Thank you, Zoners. Here in the spring and early summer, you may have noticed ornery crows because it's their nesting season. New crow parents are feeling a little bit more anxious out there right now, so you have to be careful. You could be dive-bombed by crows. Yes, but we've started a little side company with a product to help you. It's a special protective hat. Available for just $39.95. But here's the genius part. These are just used symbols we got from a defunct Rush tribute band's garage sale. Uh-oh. Looks like this crow is about to attack us. Good thing we have our anti-crow hats on. Righteous! Yeah. 
So here we are just reading about some like business transaction and uh, some new investors in a, a certain pub on Vancouver Island. And uh, okay, that's great and everything. But now we're obsessed. Yeah, I'm lo- I love this story so much. Because this is not just any old pub on Vancouver Island. This is the island's most remote pub. This town, Holberg, BC, yeah. only has 35 people in it. It's up near Cape Scott, like it's about 35 kilometers away from the very tip of the island, yeah. northern tip of the island. And uh, there's just been this couple that has been running it for 40 years, and they were getting a little tired. Right. And then these this random group of people came through the town and was like, yeah, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll buy it. And they're just like breathing new life into this pub that is yeah. the most remote pub on Vancouver Island. It sounds incredible. Like, I, we want to go there so yes. badly. It's called the Scarlet Ibis. It was opened up in Holberg in 1973. You can imagine the clientele is like, I suppose there are some, you know, like hikers and right. tourists who are on their way maybe to San Joseph Bay or Cape Scott. To get there, it's a 40 Nine-kilometer drive on gravel road from Port Hardy, okay? So it's a bit of a trek to get there. It's located right at the end of the Holberg Inlet, which is very beautiful. You were looking at the pictures. Yeah, gorgeous. Patio, looking at the water and everything. Yeah. I'm adding this to, like, my next road trip destination. Just get to the Scarlet Ibis pub, have a beer, turn around, go back. I like to think that you and I, you know, enjoy a pub, enjoy a patio. We do. But can we really truly call ourselves enthusiasts until we have a beer at the most remote pub on Vancouver Island? We can't. Okay. We gotta go. Look at this. We got some zoners who evidently have been to the Scarlet Ibis, the most remote pub on Vancouver Island. Yeah. We're obsessed. We want to go. James yes. says, go there for the pizza. Well, I'm assuming, James, that you've been there if you know that the pizza's good. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're just guessing that we should go there. Jonah uh, says, take the show on the road, guys. Let's see it. Road trip zone. Can you pay for it? I would love to do Our boss is always encouraging us, take the show on the road, get out there, explore a little bit. How better? (laughs) Broadcast all the way up at every single spot, every town that we hit. I love it. I love it. Sarah says, don't turn around to the Scarlet Ibis. San Joseph Bay is the most beautiful place on the island. It it looks beautiful. I'm obsessed with the North Island. Me too. I went up there one time. It was stunning. (laughs) We want to go. I guess we'll stay the night. Yeah, because Trevor says, yeah, I've always wanted to drive 16 hours return trip for a beer. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll make a trip out of it, okay? Yeah, we'll pitch We'll take the show on the road. <laughs> we'll stay in a tent up there. It'll be great. So there's this thing on the internet that I read a while ago, and I thought, like, this is too cute to be true. I right. think this is just like, you know, you know how sometimes there's lies on the internet? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I thought, I think that this was a lie, but this <laughs> turns out this was true. Mm-hmm. Back in 1984, there was this disputed little cutie pie island that both Canada and Denmark, two of the cutest countries on planet Earth, mm-hmm. kind of had a dispute over who owns this island, what country does this island belong to. Right. And so in 1984, Canada planted a Canadian flag <laughs> on the island and left a bottle of Canadian whiskey. Like, this is ours now. This is ours. Later that year, Denmark's Minister of Greenland Affairs visited the island by helicopter, removed the Canadian flag, planted a Danish one, (laughs) and left a bottle of Aquavit, which is a Danish spirit that they're popular for. This is pretty friendly. I like this little dispute. They even left a note, welcome to this Danish island. (laughs) Okay, so and way it goes back and forth. This is this cute little back and forth flag planting right. dispute that they had for years and years. Now, 
That was a story I saw online. I thought, this is, there's no way this could be real. It is. Right. And guess what? It's coming to an end. Right. There is going to be an official signing, and it's going to be split in half. Yes. <laughs> Canada and Denmark, for the first time ever, are now going to share a land border. Cute. On this 1.3 square kilometer island in the Arctic. It is going to be signed today. Right. And we're going to share this island with Denmark. So the dispute is over. This ongoing, <laughs> long battle heated. with Denmark. Yeah, heated. Yeah. I'm sure at times it got real. Ah, they left the whiskey again. <laughs> ah, giraffes, get another flag. <laughs> That's Cute. over now. Uh, I hope to buy property on that island one day on the Canada side. I wonder how the real estate market is there. <laughs> Probably all right right now. Okay. Hold on to your horses. It's coming. Okay. Here's <laughs> I want to give a shout out to this guy, right? There's apparently a race where you race against a horse. Like on foot? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. It's called Man V Horse. The V stands for versus. <laughs> Thanks. And usually people don't win, but this guy, his name is Ricky Lightfoot. Good oh, name, right? Great name for great a fast guy. Great friggin' name. Third person ever to win the race against the horse. Way to go, Ricky. He stayed up for 29 hours, Yeah. right? Didn't really have a plan, just kind of went for it. Beat the horse. <laughs> Way to go. I bet that horse is embarrassed. Look, now. look it up. If you don't believe me about the race, it exists. Okay. Look it up. Look up horse v. man or whatever it is. So we're talking about this race where people race against a horse, right? 35 kilometers against a horse. <laughs> and this guy won it. This guy, Ricky Lightfoot, he won it for the first time in 15 years. And he probably races the horse like every year, right? And probably some of his friends are like so sick of it. Like so, a lot of his friends are probably pretty pumped on him, obviously, right now, right? But you know he's got some friends who are just like, if I'm going to hear about him racing the horse one more time, I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear about the horse. So I'm just going to let you ride this one out, Paul. Thinking about all that here. while I was mixing. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Glad you brought that up. Right? Because you know friends who, like, do great things. Yeah, and you always just, like, bring up things, and you they weren't really invited to bring them up. Like, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, really yeah, make yeah. sense to bring yeah, it up. Exactly. But then they, they, like, they continue to bring it up anyway. Like, about the horse. At dinner parties, yeah. Like, or, like, during a mixtape or find something. Find a reason to talk about the yeah, horse. When we're talking about the music. We're and not really talking like, about the job, horse right Brian, now. Brian just did. Yeah. yeah. We're speaking of Mother Mother, there's this horse. <laughs> And a guy that raced it. Oh, Papa Roach, that last resort. Yeah. Uh, remix remind me of uh, one time I raced a horse. Yeah, boy, you know. Boy, talk about last resort. We're not, last time I was racing that horse. Right, just trying any excuse to get into the conversation. All right, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to turn <laughs> yeah. off Paul's microphone now. Well, we got our first look at Ryan Gosling as Ken in the new Barbie movie. He looks great, and we're going to take this opportunity to announce that we've also been cast to play classic dolls in live-action movies. Yeah, I'm so happy to say that I'll be playing Betsy Wetsy. Betsy who now? What is this? Oh, it's that doll that peed itself in the 1930s. I was born to play this role, baby. Very cool. Well, I will be portraying on the silver screen my pet monster. I won't need any makeup or prosthetics. He's big. And scary. And helps people, too. And he's your friend, too. Aw, yeah, I see the similarities. My pet monster is from Amtoy, an American greetings company. Ain't no secret, we've made an absolute mess of this place. Oh, yeah. I mean, planet Earth. Yeah. This thing's time. a garbage dump. It sucks. There's just a patch of garbage floating in the ocean. Ocean in the ocean. It's all over everywhere. There's garbage everywhere. You can't look anywhere. You think you're in pristine nature, middle of nowhere. Here's nope. garbage. Right. And so now it's kind of, it's, it's two things. It's kind of cool and kind of neat 
But it's also a little bit of a bummer mm-hmm. that there is now trash on Mars. Right. We've been spending some time up in Mars. Not me personally, but people. <laughs> They've been starting to spend some time on well, Mars. Not people, but little cute Soon. robots. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that have been touched by people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So traces of people have been showing up here and there. Uh, recently, it was a thermal blanket or a little like piece of like, yeah, thing that would keep one of the robots safe. That's right. And it just popped up and they noticed it. It was like, oh, that is an obvious piece of trash that is now left on Mars. Yeah. Straight up, a shiny bit of foil, part of a thermal blanket, just a piece of junk wedged between a couple of rocks on the face of Mars. So again, right. it's like, wow, very cool that we're up there. Very cool that we're doing things on right. this other planet. Kind of our hallmark, human beings, <laughs> to leave a bunch of junk and trash. But do you remember like the first time there was ever like a pick up your litter campaign? You know, yeah. you know, that we had to kind of get that into like the social circle and everyone started had to reminding people, oh, you can't just throw your garbage on the ground. We need that for Mars now, too. Yeah. Did people before then, because I know there's that like classic scene where a family would be out for a picnic and then just like, f- you know, flip their blanket off, all their trash and litter off onto the ground and away you go, get in the car and drive right. off. Did they think that the litter just went away? <laughs> D- disappeared into like- the earth? I think so. And then garbage cans came along. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I've been going for walks around my new neighborhood. There's yeah. parks and places there, and I always see garbage. I am going to. I'm going to make this commitment to you now, Jenny. Okay. Okay, Scout's Honor, singing on the radio. It must be true. I'm going to bring gloves with me and, like, a little bag. I'm going to start picking up trash. Cigarette butts, dog poop bags. Good. Whatever I find. Nice. I'm going to start doing it. I love that about you. You may have heard that after 27 years, Microsoft's Internet Explorer browser is finally being retired. This is a really sad day, so we decided to write a poetic ode to the Internet browser that we love to hate. Thank you, Internet Explorer, for the trauma-filled memories, like my first family meeting about recent search histories. You drain my patience through new sounds. Asking Yahoo Answers about the new body hair I found. Alongside you, downloading music from LimeWire was sus. My mom asking why there's another virus. Internet Explorer, we truly won't miss you. You're You're an an internet internet hell, hell, along with ICQ. Uh We were talking about a couple of technology stories today, of course. uh, Internet Explorer, done. (laughs) Rest in peace. Yeah, it's... 27 years old. It joins the 27 Club. Whoa. I wonder if they did that on purpose? Possibly. Wow. Are we going to miss it? I wonder if there was anyone who was still using Internet Explorer. Yeah, text in if you use our Internet Explorer and are sad to see it go. Yeah, please let us know. Love to hear we'll about We'll give that. you our condolences. Yeah. The other thing that is uh, this is kind of an interesting story going on right now is there's this uh, engineer for Google, and they gave him the job of chatting with their artificial intelligence computer. Oh. And they were like, uh, um, the, the task was, see if it's racist. Whoa. See if the if the robot is, because uh, it just, just it chats. That's what right. it does, right? It chit-chats with you and it talks and it responds to things and it learns. And so uh, just see if it's using any like not so good language and slurs. Right. Because that would be a big problem. Oh, yeah. And instead what this engineer found was he thought, no, the computer I think is alive. <laughs> I think it's sentient. I think it has a soul. Oh, my gosh. So he just, like, probably had a connection or something with this robot where it was like, this can't just be a robot. This has to be, like, a human, like, a with a soul? With, with like, yeah, sentience. Wow. Yeah, I guess 
he was just asking him certain questions and the robot was answering in such a way. I heard one clip where the robot said it was afraid to die. <gasps> no! Yes! That's wild! Right? But I guess that's because they're trying to mimic a human, right? Sure. So I guess it's just doing a really good job? Exactly. Yeah. Now, before everyone freaks out, because, okay, if you're looking at a robot and say it's the robot that has a face. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it's little servos in its eyebrows makes a sad face. Oh, extra creepy. Yeah. Looks at you. I have a soul. I'm sad to die. Right. What would you do? Um, I would I would probably cry. Right. And I think in my mind, I'd be like, we have to save this soul. <laughs> We have to save. We have to get it out of a robot's body. This is a real human being. Wow. I don't think I'd be cut out for this job. I'd be too sad. I'd be like, we have to save this thing. What are we doing here? What kind of ritual are you imagining where you get the know. robot soul into a human body? I picture like a really sad movie about a robot. Sure. With a soul that's trapped inside of it. So here's why not to freak out everybody is because this is just what the robot is programmed to do is just answer questions. It's just a right. language robot. It knows the words soul and afraid and die. Right. And so if you ask the robot, uh, hey, are you afraid to die? Are you afraid for your immortal soul? It just, it doesn't know what those things are. Right. Just no, no more than your Siri does. It's just a fancy version of your Siri and it knows the combination of words and it knows that you kind of want to hear that, yes, I am afraid to die. I have mm, a soul. Right. And so it just says that to you. And then if the very next question was, great, where's open for pizza right now? It would just show <laughs> It would just connect to the internet and tell you where to get a pizza. Sounds like a really good friend. <laughs> I think that's a pretty funny joke. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, would you want to read one of the messages? <laughs> okay, that came in so um, we were just talking about how this guy was working. In, was it this? Where was he working? At Google. Google and was testing out a robot, and then he was like, "This robot is what Can sentient." Okay. Then he like thought it was real, had like a soul and everything. Yeah. Um, did he get fired? He got put What's on paid deal? leave because he went to the press about it. Oh wow! And so Google was like, "You can't do that. You signed a confidentiality contract, right. so you can't not allowed to go to the press about anything, especially not this. So you're on leave, dude. Take a minute." <laughs> That's fair. Um, then I've got a whole bunch of movie recommendations because I was like, this sounds like a, a sad movie to me. Right. There's a lot. What yeah. was it? Bicentennial? I've never seen that. Bicentennial Man? Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, Ex Machina. I've seen that. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, uh, There's a short circuit and a short circuit too that I need to watch as well. I don't remember those. Yeah. Um, what else? Here's the thing, everybody. Here's another interesting thing I learned about. Sometimes they program the robot to say ums and ahs, mm. and that makes you more human sounding. So this right. is what, it's all these little tricks to make you feel like, oh, the robot has a soul. The robot is alive. That's what they're trying to do. This is programmed. Right. If it can say turn left, <laughs> it can also go Durr. Or me sad. Right? Yeah. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.